Welcome to the Talking Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Will Cheshire. And in this podcast, I speak with impact-driven founders and share their real-time stories about how their solution has a positive impact on society. This is a show for founders, investors, and all individuals looking for some positivity and optimism as you hear from people working hard to help better our society and our planet. You can expect to learn about some awesome new products and services in this show that will bring you more hope in our quest to solve some of society's biggest issues. Let's dive in to this week's episode of the Talking Solutions Podcast. This week, we're talking about secondhand shopping and the benefits of being a more conscious shopper with the co-founder of Used and Loved, Jess Potter. Used and Loved is a UK-based company that makes buying secondhand simple by allowing you to search the world of secondhand websites in a one-stop shop, making it easy to find the pre-loved product you've been shopping for. This solution really stood out to me because overconsumption and the aggressive marketing and advertising that we see for new products frustrates me about the amount of waste that it generates from both a material and financial financial perspective. I've just shopped, but I struggle to find a place that makes it easy, which is why I think Jess's solution is so great and works wonders for those based in the UK where they serve their users and customers. We'll discuss the benefits of secondhand shopping, how it positively impacts climate change, helps you be more financially responsible, and supporting your neighbor over big corporations in this episode. So let's dive in with Used and Loved co-founder, Jess Potter. Jess, thank you so much for coming on. How are you today? I'm doing great, thanks. How are you? I am good. Thank you. Joining us from the UK. And Jess, I'm really, really excited to have a conversation with you about your platform used and loved and what it does and and all the challenges that you are providing solutions for. So if you could, Jess, just tell us a little bit about what used and loved is and and what you're providing to everybody to to help improve the world. Sure. So uh, me and my partner have been building used and loved, which is a website that searches all the different secondhand websites all at once. So we realized that there was a problem with a fragmented secondhand market and that there was so much friction for people trying to buy secondhand that they were just giving up and buying new. And we really wanted to change that and make it easier and faster and more fun. So we've built a website that brings it all together. So if you're looking for something secondhand in the UK for now, um, but if you're looking for something secondhand, then you can do a search and it will show you all the results from eBay, Vinted, Oxfam and uh, 21 websites at the moment um, with the aim to really reduce waste, basically. But we also just want to appeal to everybody that wants to buy secondhand, whether that's for the climate or just for grabbing a bargain. Um, So yeah, that's our kind of mission to bring this to the masses and hopefully everybody can use it as their first place to search for secondhand to get all the best results. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Especially out there over in the UK. And Jess, on that front, let's just kind of break things down a little bit to to a really kind of micro level on that front. Just tell us about the importance of why it is so great to shop secondhand and how that can make you kind of a more sustainable consumer and some of the real benefits of that. Whenever you buy new, you're paying for something that nine times out of 10, I'm guessing, um, will have been made overseas. It would have been manufactured from all the the materials that the world needs, basically. So finite resources used with oil or um, 
if you're buying a brand new phone, for example, that actually use, uses, I think it's 12 of the 17 precious metals in the world, um, which are all mined from places with really bad mine, um, human rights uh, issues, basically. So there's multi reasons why buying new is not great for the planet, um, which means there's so many reasons why buying secondhand is just the, the best answer because we have issues with waste. So if you finish with your phone and you don't want to use it anymore and you want to get the latest model and you don't put that into recycling to get fully reused um, or sold on or, or anything like that, then it's causing a waste issue of actually going into landfill and all those precious metals just never being able to get used again. Um, and when um, you buy a repurposed phone, for example, like a refurbished phone, I mean, then you're giving that phone a second life. There's so many companies out there that um, can fix things, fix phones, make them as good as new, and then you can use it again as if it was a new phone um, anyway. So that's just one example. That's just phones, but they have quite a lot of precious metals in them, which is why I think it's quite a good example. And it's something that uh, even me, so I've been buying secondhand for about uh, seven years or something. My first refurbished phone wasn't until last year. Um, and that was only because um, I really wanted to make myself kind of look into the issue and see what it was like to buy a refurbished phone because I was skeptical of it. I was thinking, you know, that it was going to break or um, it just wasn't going to work very well. Um, so anyway, so there's all the areas of life where you can be buying secondhand and every single item that you buy is reducing the waste and reducing the demand for new and endless kind of manufacturing. Um, for example, a pair of jeans, if you were to buy a new pair, then they use 10,000 litres of water for one pair of jeans to be made. Um, so this, the facts are all staggering <laughs> and we really need to provide a solution for people to help them make better choices without it having to be a difficult choice to make, which is why, again, we're trying to make secondhand shopping just easier and more fun so that it isn't such a big sacrifice to make to make that kind of eco choice. Yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, it really is. And it kind of just kind of trumps the uh, modern day kind of consumerism attitudes and the mass marketing that we've always kind of done before where, you know, buy new, buy new, you need this newest iPhone. I mean, I thought the phone was a perfect example that you used because, you know, you see the iPhone come out every every year and, you know, and they're in credit to Apple and their marketing team and their branding. But, you know, people will line up year after year to buy the new phone, even though there's really just not that many new upgrades. Like you could just kind of keep your own phone or resell that phone, like you said, instead of, you know, not wasting it, especially if you don't recycle it. And then there's a lot of issue on that front. Um, and Jess, I think as well, it's it's another way to, to be a little bit more affordable too with the way in your purchases. Definitely. There's so much money to be saved. For example, I've, we're doing a Christmas campaign at the moment. So we've been looking at the kind of the value of things against what you might buy for a Christmas present. So like a new kind of a nice pair, a new nice new pair of socks would cost £10 in the UK. And so for £10, you could buy like a, a kid's balance bike. Like so you can buy these like big, really great things that would be used and loved so much for the same price as like a pair of socks that nobody wants. <laughs> um, and you can just buy so much more, so many more like thoughtful gifts. So yeah, there's absolute massive bargains to be had. And it means that you can buy better quality as well. So you can buy for example, if you were going to buy a new pair of jeans from like a high street retailer for 
like 30 pounds then for that same 30 pounds you could buy a second hand pair of Levi's so you can buy much better quality that are built to last and they won't just like rip at the seams in the first like six months of wearing them so yeah i think secondhand is definitely the way forward yeah a lot of pros all the way around i think one of the issues that we have around secondhand and and that we have around you know buying used and and things of that nature as well is a couple of things and, and that's what used and loved addresses your company on that front number one is a searchable marketplace for it. Like it's kind of difficult to find some used products. You know, I, from a local perspective, it's not bad. I mean, at least in the area I live, you know, you can go to the thrift store and there's lots of used and seem to be pretty frequent around. But from an internet search base, there really doesn't seem to be a model that pulls everything in from different sources on that front. So tell us a little bit about why you thought that, how did that epiphany kind of happen to you that, hey, this was going to be the platform and the way to do so? So first of all, I have ADHD, which I think um, is part of my superpower of how I've ended up in this place. But basically, when I go to sleep, if I don't write down my inventions that I'm having just before I go to sleep, then I can't sleep. So I always write them down. I have a little notepad. um, And this was my, one of my inventions. It was to obviously bring all the different secondhand websites all together. And the reason that I came up with, with it is because when me and my partner were trying to only buy secondhand for our babies, uh, when I was pregnant with our, our first child, we just realized how time consuming and how frustrating it was to avoid buying new and how tough it was to just not give up and buy new. Um, And so we just realized that there would be millions, well, there are millions of people that would have been giving up at the first hurdle way earlier than I would have done because I was so committed to not buying anything new. Um, And it could all just be avoided. You know, if that first hurdle could be addressed, that instead of not being able to find what you're looking for, you can find what you're looking for, then, you know, so many more people would be captured into like... um, the easy solution of being able to buy the the thing that they were looking for initially um, and not going to, you know, those really cheap shops just because that's the other alternative solution, especially if money is your issue. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. On that front. I mean, I think that's really um, kind of hits the nail on the head with how you can kind of come about that in, in that issue on that front. And and another thing as well that I think is super important within this is, is kind of the education aspect of it as well, Jess. You know, I do think that there are lots of bargains to be had, as you mentioned before, lots of waste to be reduced all by just kind of being more sustainable in general, all by just kind of buying used and being able to love that product, which is why I love the name. It's fantastic. Great work. And, and within that front, though, I think it is kind of education and kind of stigma as well. Sometimes I think there's a stigma that comes from at least over here in the US that when you buy secondhand, it's like, oh, why did you buy something secondhand? Do you not have money or what it, what, what are you thinking and doing? Which I think is changing. How important do you think kind of overcoming that stigma and, and kind of providing the education and all these benefits of buying secondhand will play moving forward into the, the higher impact and, and the more frequent uh, buyers of secondhand in the future? So I think it's completely essential. I think we need more and more people to be I think there's a big positive feedback loop that's so has so many facets to it. So the positive feedback loop to start with that the initial problem that this, this website will solve will be the people that already buy secondhand will find what they're looking for more often and more easily, which means they'll then turn to buying secondhand more often rather than choosing to buy new. But they'll also that will impact the people that sell items because those people will sell their things more often because you go to a lot of effort to sell stuff secondhand online. 
um, and quite often actually the stuff doesn't sell and then you're left with the stuff that you've put all that effort into trying to get rid of it so anyway there's that positive feedback loop and that all spins out then into people having more conversations about second hand and like oh look what I got this is second hand like it I cost me a tenner and it should have cost me 80 quid or you know whatever it would be but what we want to try and do is try and make secondhand shopping like as fun and cool as possible rather than it being something that is just for the planet if that makes sense because there's so many people that just just don't care about the planet and I used to be one of those people so I get it if you aren't aware and you don't want to hear it because you're just happy with your life then that's just the way it's going to be for a lot of people but if we can make secondhand like really desirable and really fun then it will get more people doing it and talking about it and making it more normal and breaking that stigma and it definitely is changing already so I've got some like aunties and and people like that that who used to be like you described like why would you buy second hand like when you can buy new like do you not have enough money like you said and they are starting to see the the benefits of it that you can buy unique things that you can't buy in the shops you know if you want to have something that um is like a vintage handbag or whatever um then you can only buy that second hand and you know what i think is great is that the high-end market is switching to secondhand. So there's really great rental platforms for the high-end market, for example, which if I think if the high-end luxury end of the market are accepting secondhand, that will have the biggest impact filtering down because obviously people look up to the high-end market um, for inspiration and for um, trends and stuff like that. Um, so I think that's a really great move forward. And the fact that there's so many rental options coming up and there's peer-to-peer rental so if you have some really nice things or like a kayak that you never use or whatever it might be you can now start like renting your stuff out to people in your neighborhood so that you don't need to like have that thing sitting there and you don't need to see it as an item that is you know um, just yours it can be shared and you can, can make money from it as well So there's all these different things going on that I think is completely changing the world and I am so here for it and I really want to help raise awareness of all these different platforms and um, all these different ways and methods of enjoying a secondhand life. So yeah, it's all about raising the voices basically I think is the most important thing and it doesn't necessarily need to be about the education. Like I think it's really important for some people, but for a lot of people, it's just about hearing about it and it becoming socially acceptable for, for more people. A lot of those things kind of resonated with me there. There's a couple things that kind of stand out just kind of about the way it's evolving on that front. You know, I'm not a big consumer, to be honest. You know, I don't shop very often. I, I don't browse. I just, I just don't, you know, I get clothes. I just ask my sister every Christmas, hey, let's up my wardrobe. That's all I want for Christmas. So for me, it's 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 a little different. But, you know, just hearing you speak with that answer and what you had is, you know, number one, as soon as you attach the word vintage to something, then all of a sudden it's amazing. Like, oh, I for sure need to buy this second hand. Right. So that's kind of been there as well. And then you made the, the comment about the rental marketplaces now. I mean, I've met a lot of people with some uh, slow fashion apps, things of that nature as well. A lucky sweater is one who I had on the podcast earlier, formerly known as Isthmus. And, you know, they have a 
exchange program for clothes and stuff like that or bags and you can kind of trade and swap which is really great uh, and then you know the other rental platforms like people are able to rent their cars now with like the toro app and stuff and airbnb and all these rental platforms so i definitely kind of see that progressing and that's a really great point on that front as well but jess I, i'd love to kind of dive now into your solution and how exactly it really does benefit and makes things easier. You touched on it a little bit on on earlier on the front, but tell us a little bit if I'm a consumer and I'm ready to kind of go to your website and I want to try to find some new items and things of that nature, like how does the website work and uh, how can you kind of utilize it to find the items that you're looking for? This week's book review is The Lean Startup by Eric Rice. I found this book really interesting for all startups, founders, and product owners as a must read to get a better understanding of the modern day approach to product development in building a startup. The Lean Startup approach fosters companies that are both more capital efficient and that leverage human creativity more effectively. It's inspired by lessons from lean manufacturing and it relies on validated learning, rapid scientific experimentation, as well as a number of counterintuitive practices that shorten product development cycles, measure actual progress without resorting to vanity metrics, and learn what your users and target customers really, really want. So I recommend checking this book out if you are a founder or a product owner, and if you're curious about how to grow your startup and product. So let's now dive back in to the episode with Jess Potter to learn more about buying secondhand. Okay, so I think this is also perfect timing for me to plug our Christmas campaign that we're doing because it gives it a, in a really great example. So um, for secondhand, at the moment, you need to kind of First of all, it's difficult to find what you're looking for, but also you need to know what you're looking for because if you go to like a high street retailer online website, for example, you don't really need to know what you're looking for. You can just be shown stuff and it will suggest for you things that are trending and in fashion right now and, and things like that. If you are looking for something secondhand, you need to know what you're looking for. And we really want to change that because the secondhand market is so huge and there is everything you could possibly think of but that's kind of the problem is that then you get shoppers paralysis because you don't know what you're looking for so you need to have suggestions like you would expect if you were going to buy something new you need to have things to say like oh this would be good or you know this is might be what you need if you're having a baby or you're going camping like these are some of the things that you need to buy but if you just have like a search bar and saying like here's the whole world of second hand people are like but I don't know what I want <laughs> So we're really trying to change that by um, adding suggested searches. So if you go onto our homepage, then you'll see at the moment there's like a Christmas box, an autumn fashion box, and then uh, homewares, I think, is up there. Um, because we've created these suggested search categories to help spark some imagination, basically, or like help you um, just discover and navigate and see what is out there basically. So for the Christmas lists, you can go into Christmas. We've actually got 1,500 plus uh, Christmas secondhand gift suggestions for over 80 different types of people. So everyone that you can think of, so like your mum, your brother, you know, all of the members of your family and your girlfriend, fiance, whoever. Um, and then also things for like stocking fillers and advent calendar fillers and um, Christmas decoration wrapping alternatives and everything that you can think of to do with Christmas are in these lists <laughs> so that you can really browse through them and see what 
people might want to buy. So for example, for fiance, there's like 25 suggestions of what you might like, what a, a fiance, female fiance might like to have as a Christmas present. And obviously none of them are going to be exactly right for every person in the world. But it, the main point of it is to get the imagination flowing and think, oh, well, actually, maybe if they liked an opal, um, they might not like opal earrings, but they might like an opal necklace or an opal ring or something like that. Um, so, yeah, the whole point of it is to really open your eyes to what is already out there. Um, and then when you actually click on each of those items, it shows you all of the things that are available right now. So you can actually straight away click and buy one of those things. So if you clicked on the opal earrings button, then you can see all the opal earrings that are available on eBay, Oxfam, Vintage, um, and all of the other websites that we're listing. So yeah, it's just super simple to click through and buy stuff and um, be inspired. And we're actually, we're working on some really awesome other stuff. I'm not sure how much I should say just yet, but it's basically where you can shop the look from um, different people and, Again, all secondhand. We don't list anything new at all. Um, so it really helps the consumer consume sustainably, you know, because if you go onto eBay at the moment or any of those other websites, you're actually seeing more new stuff than you are used. That You know, you have to filter out the used stuff every time you do a new search and it's really annoying. <laughs> so with our website, you know that you're only going to be seeing the secondhand stuff. So it makes that whole conscious choice easier, basically. Yeah, exactly. It's all just going to be right there and used for you. And it's like a big search algorithm. It's really great. You just type in exactly what you want. The suggested searches. Now, that sounds wonderful for a person like myself who never I mean, I don't even know what I want for myself, you know, let alone others sometimes. So some type of suggestions is always fantastic on that front as well. And that sounds really exciting to kind of move forward with that in the product. And so what type of feedback have you gotten so far, Jess, from from a lot of the people that are utilizing your platforms? You've mentioned that it's kind of for everybody, right? Obviously, you know, for me personally, I think it's fantastic way to, number one, get some more sustainable consumerism. I think we have mass market consumerism, which has not treated uh, things particularly well on a lot of different fronts. But on the secondary side of things, I think it's going to save people a lot of money. You know, there's that minimalism movement on that front and there's just kind of some help there. Um, and then, you know, thirdly, as, as well, you're kind of supporting others, you know, because other people are kind of reselling their stuff. And instead of buying from a mass uh, market retailer, you're now buying from someone local who, who might need that money a little bit more. So I would just curious, you know, out of those kind of three things, and I'm sure there are others, you know, what type of feedback are customers kind of giving you and, and of the platform and, and how are they enjoying using it? We've, it's just all been positive um you know there's potential like negative things has just been that we don't have websites like gumtree yet but we're just about to add them so they're they're all coming but the feedback's just been really great that it's like really clean and clear and simple to use it's bright and fresh and like friendly feeling and getting people to use it that to buy secondhand that hadn't even considered buying secondhand so for example one person found the website um, through a social media post that I had made and it, they were about to buy a new coffee machine that someone had recommended that they buy this one that I think was like £500 and they bought one from our website that was £250. So it's still an expensive purchase, but they've saved £250. So they were really happy about that, obviously. Um, and yeah, it's just just really great. And I loved what you mentioned, by the way, about the um, giving back to the community. So I don't know if you've noticed, but our 
logo is an upside down triangle so you know normally that's the hierarchy of like the number one man at the top earns all the money and then us consumers are down here at the bottom but we're like completely flipping it so that it's the consumers that are getting the money and we're like taking it away from the from the man basically because why should we give all of our hard-earned money to big corporations that don't pay their taxes and things like that when we could be supporting your neighbor from and buying something from them instead so that's what we really love about the whole ethos basically of the business is that we are really supporting local communities and the circular economy and the circular economy is run by communities and the people it's wonderful yeah i mean the circular economy right there you're kind of just bringing it all back and and really kind of empowering the neighbor next door you know or something of that nature which i think is really important on that front going forward with that type of consumerism and and things of that nature as well uh currently how many platforms are you able to to pull from roughly to kind of bring some some items in yeah so we have 21 websites at the moment and loads of the feedback is that people didn't even know that there were that many Uh, but we have another 20 that we're just about to add as well so it's going to have be so many and what we also love about the, the website is that we're going to be able to sh- showcase and give a platform to all of the small small guys you know and give them the same visibility as the big guys like ebay and, and gumtree and places like that so there's so many um smaller sellers that have shopify stores or you know um you know websites like that where they've really easily been able to get the kind of tech side of it set up but build really credible businesses um there's one company for example um called pre-loved sports and they get donations of sportswear and trainers and stuff like that and then they look good and then they sell them on their website and they give a lot of their money to charity so they're like a really awesome company and it's just so nice that we can support them and like show people their stuff because I'm guessing most people on the internet would never have found them, you know, if it, if it wasn't for them being on our website. So, yeah, it's it's really great to be able to help all of these different different um, smaller independent sellers. Yeah, fantastic. 21 already and getting 20 more coming in and we're starting to really kind of take over that uh, used market. That's fantastic. The second uh, second hand, you know, and just t- tell me a little bit about uh, maybe some of the challenges or, or, you know, has it been fairly easy to kind of integrate with all of these different platforms to kind of pull that data in or, or have there been any challenges? challenges on that front or or for the most part has it been pretty smooth sailing there so far it's been pretty smooth sailing so we use various different methods so for example ebay they they have like a big affiliate partner network where we get we use their api and then the the smaller guys will build a scraper so they don't have to do anything tech wise we can just get the information from their websites quite often they aren't tech founders it's um, you know people that wouldn't know how to do that um and then other kind of third party so there's some companies that we're in conversation with at the moment that we would love to get on board you know the ones that people keep asking for and if I should say their name or not but um it's we're just really hoping that we can get some of these other big website names over the line so that we can um you know give our users all the options that they would kind of expect to see um so that's one of the challenges um Another challenge is just the amount of time that it takes when you, you're just two people. You know, Davey, the co-founder, is our technical co-founder. So he's built the whole thing completely from scratch. Um, and we actually started about four years ago now, which I can't believe it every time I say that out loud. Um, but it's just been a really slow process because he has been on such a steep learning curve to 
um, to teach himself all the tech stuff that he's needed to know to build such a complicated machine, basically. Um, and with that comes with setbacks. You know, you might he might have built something and then it needed to, he realized that it should have been built like a slightly different way. So he needed to kind of go back and redo some of the bits. Been really inspirational that I've been able to watch him not give up, you know, over this whole really long period of time. Um, I've been working on it full time for a year, which I still can't even believe it's been a year, to be honest. Um, but yeah, it's been a really great journey. We haven't had that many challenges apart from, you know, fundraising is hard when you don't, you haven't done it before. Uh, but at least we've got one round under our belt now. So we have more experience to be really successful at the next round. And um, yeah, it's all just part of the learning. I've, I haven't really seen any of it as like a major challenge so far. Um, just been loving the journey. <laughs> yeah, that's part of it, right? You got to love the journey, right? To get to the destination. So really, really great that that is indeed the case. And congratulations on the fundraising round that, that you just closed here recently. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and just kind of within that as well, like we've talked a lot about, you know, the consumer and like how they're using your platform and, and what they're kind of getting back and things of that nature as well. Like how much of what the, the consumer, your users, your customers, however you kind of want to to call them, if you will, how much of, of their opinions do you kind of take into account when you're thinking about new ideas to add in or to your product roadmap or, or whatever it might be? You know, how much of uh, the user say and the consumer say kind of comes into your plans? It's kind of all of it really so we um we get user feedback and we hear what people um, are suggesting what they're looking for what they're hoping for and try and make sure that that's what we're building basically because um it's not just us that needs to use it obviously <laughs> one interesting thing that i'm like i'm really excited about is the fact that i do actually feel like it's now a website that i i can use and search and find find stuff if that makes sense <laughs> so for quite because we've been building it for so long it's kind of crept up on me that actually we're at that point now where it does give you what you need like the the gist of it so for example um Davey just a couple of days ago added a feature so that you can now see in the listings whether something on eBay is buy it now or auction because before when you were searching through and you were seeing stuff for like two pounds it's like oh that's really cheap but then you would, wouldn't be able to see that it was actually an auction item and how many days it had left and stuff like that. So now you have like that information. So just every single day we're adding these things that are making it so much more user friendly. Um, and I just, I'm really excited for the next few weeks because we've got some really big other um, features that we're going to be adding and rolling out, which uh, we're going to be announcing soon. There we go. Fantastic. New features coming in. That's a great That's a great one as well. Yeah, because it's kind of like a $2. Oh, you get excited. Then you click through and you're like, oh, it's an auction. Yeah. You know, so even like a small detail like that can kind of really add to it. Uh, just another thing I'd, I'd be curious about is, you know, we've talked a lot about kind of the consumer, but the other half of this is a, a lot of these times are these used stores, these used online platforms that, that kind of have going on. Of course, you know, you have eBay, which is giant. But as you mentioned before, there are smaller ones, ones that are kind of more locally uh, tailored. Uh, I can't remember exactly what you called that one, but the sports one that kind of gives back, right, um, with, with what, when you buy for it on that front. So when you're kind of pitching to them and, and you're kind of telling them about the platform, you know, what is kind of the best approach to do that on that front? Is it, it, it what message kind of resonates most of them? Obviously, you know, having people buy their product is, you know, super important, right? But, but do you know, do they love the idea of the, the secondhand the consumerism, the idea that, you know, to kind of be a little bit more conscious and sustainable with uh, your purchases? 
I want to take a quick break to give you some tips and a better understanding of a guide to secondhand shopping to help eliminate waste. Did you know that the United States Environmental Protection Agency estimates that textiles, rubber, and leather compromise for more than 9% of municipal waste in the U.S.? That basically means that each person throws away about half of its body weight of clothes every day year. And when it comes to secondhand shopping, it's a really interesting history. When you look at it, Sex in the City was one of the first shows that kind of promoted secondhand shopping as a fashion statement, which of course is really important in our society today. Of course, clothing and what you wear is seen as a status symbol. Uh, and you see that with people on the red carpet and celebrities trying to introduce secondhand clothing to them. And of course, use shopping in general. Thrift stores, of course, are big. Macklemore had the big thrift shop song as well to kind of get, make that a little bit more mainstream. But of course, if it's popular, it gets picked up fast. So it's important to consider that you want to choose the right piece, specifically if we're talking about clothing as well. I mean, you can do lots of repairs to clothes too. Um, you know, for example, you have basic tailoring, you know, sawing rips at a seam, rips and holes in the fabric, replacing zippers, buttons, or lining, and you can repair on garment embellishments as well. When it comes to mainstream brands, if that's what you're looking for in that allure, you're not going to have any problems if you want to find brands like Nike, Adidas, Polo, or Tommy Hilfiger as well. Uh, but you need to be super careful with high street designer items too on that front because oftentimes some people might decide to put that on a garment of clothing just to sell it for a higher price. So that's definitely something to be conscious of as well. You want to look at your budget too when it comes to secondhand shopping. Secondhand shopping is generally going to be much more cost effective than buying new on that front as well, but you still want to make sure you set a budget on that front too. And make sure that you are looking at the environmental benefits of secondhand shopping. And we've talked about this, of course, in this episode, but of course, there's less impact on the environment because you are preventing clothes from ending up in landfills. You are not supporting some of the fast fashion principles and the bad working environments that some of the bigger companies and fast fashion companies give. And in addition to that, you are, again, once again, preventing exploitative work. So really important there. You're reducing your environmental impact on that front as well. So I think these are some things that are really positive and that you should consider when you think about secondhand shopping and what you should do as a consumer on that front. And I just wanted to share some of what I have kind of seen and learned throughout this episode and of course through reading as well in my own personal experience. So now let's dive back into the episode with Jess Potter from Used and Loved to talk more about secondhand shopping and their great platform to allow citizens in the UK to do so easily. Yeah, all I'd say all of them, all of the smaller ones that we've been speaking where we actually talk to, you know, the owner directly rather than just uh, like an email chain kind of thing. Um, then they all love the fact that it's secondhand only, so they're not having to compete with all the new things that are being listed and it really they love the fact that it's helping people make those sustainable choices because that's what they're all doing their websites for as well you know they all care so much about saving this stuff that would otherwise just get thrown away um and they're all they're all in on their own journeys doing these amazing things and it's just so great that we get to partner with people that are so like-minded to us you know that they really care as much as we do um so for example there's a company thriftify that we've listed um who i don't know if you've heard of them before they're, they're from ireland so probably not but 
they are getting charity shops online. So um, the charity shops in the UK anyway have been kind of inherently um, short-staffed and run by volunteers and, you know, don't have the resources to kind of get online, basically. Um, but Thriftify are making that whole process easier. So they're bringing charity shops online and they're doing an amazing job. And they're really making secondhand trendy as well and like something to follow, basically. So I really love what they're doing. And The Circle, for example, they resell people's clothes for them. So they're kind of designer or high-end um, high street so they'll take the clothes for them and then they'll list them. They'll put them on actual models and or um, people can wear them so that they it's like a new shopping experience. It's the same experience that you would get if you were buying new. But then they also have like a buyback guarantee as well. So once you've finished with the item, you can sell it back to them for credit for for more secondhand things from them. Um, so it's just like a whole circle where nothing gets wasted so I just I love the ethos of like all of these different things so yeah there's there's massive progress being made and we love that we get to help push these people to the forefront basically and and collaborate and do partnerships and guest posts and you know stuff like that all so we can raise each other's awareness yeah exactly i mean there's so much kind of to be um to be seen in the future because i do think like we're in the early innings uh, of this kind of development when it comes to secondhand shopping and things of that nature as well i think it's getting more and more popular uh you know maybe we need macklemore to come out with another thrift shop song i don't know but um uh, but in, in all seriousness yeah yeah but in all seriousness you know i think that it's going to be something that's going to kind of change and, and continue to develop a little bit over time which kind of leads me to my next question is what kind of excites you the most about the product and maybe not even necessarily just your product, but about the industry in general, you know, for the next 10 years, you know, you had mentioned earlier that you were trying to shop sustainably for your kids, you know, and, and how do you kind of foresee that for for future parents? And then in addition to that, you know, that generation, even with a further outlook and in, in their uh, approach to shopping. Yeah. So I think that's such a good point to raise because quite often people, um, people that we speak to, our customers are on the beginning part of their journey to live to buying secondhand and it quite often starts with them buying secondhand for their kids because they can more clearly see the short-term need and the wastage that it would cause if they just bought all that stuff new so that's like their first step onto the sustainable ladder but it's also teaching their kids that they don't need to be buying new and i think that is so important with um you know the legacy and the future of the planet is making sure that that way of thinking about consumerism is passed on because the younger generation that's coming up now apart from the people that just buy loads of shane <laughs> um they are being more conscious and they are more aware of their footprint and and probably terrified of the future because i am we should be even at our age you know we're um they're saying I don't want to get too doom and gloom and terrified about it, but it's, it is scary. You know, if we don't do something then um, drastic, then things are going to get really bad. So they can see the value and they can see um, that they need to do this. And I think that the journey to secondhand living just starts with that one step. So the parents buying the stuff for their kids, they'll eventually start buying stuff for themselves. And then they'll see that actually they get used to the process and it's a bit more of a habit. And then once you become have a bit more of a habit of the whole buying process, then it can just be part of your life, you know? So 
Um, I think that's one of the biggest issues is the habit of buying new that's really hard to break and the resisting the temptation to buy new from, you know, all the marketing that we see. And um, I'll give you an example of that, actually. So I tested myself the other day. I went into, I don't know if you, I'm sure they're a global company, but Lidl. So um, maybe it was Aldi, one of the two. They have aisles of just stuff in the middle of their supermarket where it's like, bike torch that goes red or you know whatever random stuff that you just don't really need but you I'll start my story slightly again <laughs> I tested myself by going to into this shop to see what it would be like as a consumer who I just don't put myself in that situation anymore of going into new shops because I know I'm quite weak I like don't I give in to temptation so I walked down these aisles that just were full of all these gadgets and like home things and I was like I wonder if I'll you know, want to buy anything or if I really am strong enough now to say no. And by the end of the first aisle, I had convinced myself that I needed to buy this like Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh plate and cup set. I was like, oh, Tilly, would, my daughter would really like that. And it, it will make her happier. And she would, you know, it would make our lives better if we bought this thing and like a few other things. And I just couldn't believe even though I was so aware of what I was doing, consciously going down that aisle, that I was still sold to, you know, by all this stuff. So for everybody else, I can completely understand why it's so hard not to buy new. So we just need to make it a habit that buying secondhand is fun and good. And um, you can get like really cool things and really unique things and have a, more of a unique style and um, and everything like that to, to break this awful over consumerism habit that we have <laughs> exactly you got to make it fun you got to make it interesting you got to create connections amongst the people on the platform and fans and all those types of fun things community if you will on that front especially in the digital age so i think that's it's on the right track you talked about some doom and gloom but you know people like yourselves are just making that contribution to kind of flip that up on its head and, and make it a little bit more positive of an outlook in the future by you know promoting and and uh, educating people about the benefits of buying secondhand and things of that nature as well. So Jess, uh, I, I asked you this before, but let's make it a crystal clear and simple. If, if I'm listening to this episode and I'm like, this sounds great and I am located in the UK because I do believe that it's only in the UK right yeah, now, correct, Jess? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. You have plans to expand in the future? Yes, definitely. We will be global eventually. There, <laughs> there you go. More reason to follow along now so you can get all the insights in and, and be prepared for when they launch out of the UK. Um, but Jess, if you're in the UK right now and you really want to listen or you really want to kind of use your platform, all you got to do is go to your website and sign up, create an account and start searching. Yeah, that's it. You don't even need to create an account, but it would be great if people did so that we can, you know, let them know about when we add new websites and new features. So it's useandlove.com. Um, it's completely free to use. And um, if you follow us on Instagram as well, so usedandloveduk. Um, and we can also have a link actually thinking about it to um, usedandlove.com forward slash talking solutions, because then we can... Um, show people, you know, all of the best bits at once. Um, so that would be the best link to follow once this has been aired, if you give us a few days. <laughs> yeah, there we go. You heard it here first. You get exclusive access just by listening to the podcast on that front. So definitely be sure to take advantage of that link as well. And uh, Jess, again, anything else that you would like to kind of promote here before, uh, before I let you go? Um, just the Christmas lists and even if you're in the UK, you can have a look at those lists and just get some inspiration. If you're thinking about buying something, um, 
you know, buying a gift secondhand this year. There's so much stigma around, you know, whether something secondhand is good enough, but there is so much stuff that is as good as new and people probably wouldn't even, you know, care that it was secondhand if it was vintage, like like you said. And um, So there's so much stuff. So get some inspiration and just have a look and see what kind of ideas we've put together and see if it will help you come up with some some ideas to avoid buying new this Christmas. Awesome. Be sure to check that out, the Christmas list at used and loved on that front as well. And again, if you're in the US or you're outside of the UK and and this is something that you're interested in or you want to promote, remember that you can always share it with your friends in the UK so that they can be aware of it as well and they can kind of take advantage of this fantastic uh, search engine that they kind of got going on on usedandloved.com. But Jess, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I've really enjoyed this conversation. I appreciate your time. Me too. Thanks a lot. That's Jess Potter, the co-founder of Used and Love, joining us on the Talk and Solutions podcast. Once again, you can visit the website at usedinlove.com. That's U-S-E-D-A-N-D-L-O-V-E-D.com, just as it sounds. And then, of course, you can follow them on social media, on Instagram uh, to get up-to-date info, sign up for their newsletter on their website, Facebook, all of that type of good stuff as well. And of course, we'll have some information on them throughout the week that we launched this episode on our social media channel. So be sure to follow us there. And of course, if you enjoyed this episode, I encourage and ask that you leave a review, subscribe to the podcast as well. So you can hear about more fantastic solutions from founders like Jess that are solving some societal issues and promoting some good in the world and some more optimism so there's no more doom and gloom but that's going to wrap up this episode of the podcast and until next time i hope everybody enjoys the rest of their week thanks for listening to the talking solutions podcast tune in every wednesday for a new episode and check out all of our guests on our website at cheshtech.com that's c-h-e-s-h-t-e-c-h.com to learn more As we continue our mission of supporting impact-driven founders, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Talkin' Solutions Podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Talkin' Solutions. If you liked this episode, I'd really appreciate a review and a recommendation to a friend as we focus on highlighting these great founders and individuals providing solutions to societal problems and bringing optimism into the world.